The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. A happy Friday to you. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, July 14, 2023, Friday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Kateri Tekakwitha. In 1656, nine years after the Jesuits Isaac Jogues and Jean Lalande were tomahawked by Iroquois warriors, a baby girl was born near the place of their martyrdom, Orisville, New York. Her mother was a Christian Algonquin taken captive by the Iroquois, given as wife to the chief of the Mohawk clan. When she was four, Tekakwitha lost her parents and little brother in a smallpox epidemic. It left her disfigured and half-blind. She was adopted by an uncle who succeeded her... She was adopted by an uncle who succeeded her father as chief. He hated the coming of the black robes, the Jesuit missionaries, but she was moved by the words of the ones who lodged with her uncle, and at 19 she finally got the courage to take the step of converting. She was baptized with the name Kateri, or Catherine, on Easter Sunday. Her life in grace grew rapidly, but she was always in danger, for her conversion and holy life created great opposition. On the advice of a priest, Kateri stole away one night and began a 200-mile walking journey to a Christian Indian village at Sault Ste. Louis near Montreal. At 23, Kateri took a vow of virginity. She practiced extremely severe fasting as penance for the conversion of her nation. Kateri Tekakwitha died the afternoon before Holy Thursday. Witnesses said that her emaciated face changed color and became like that of a healthy child. Kateri died in 1680. She was the first Native American to be canonized a saint in 2012. Saint Kateri Tekakwitha, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord with a Native American morning prayer. O Great Spirit, whose voice I hear in the winds and whose breath gives life to all the world, hear me. I come before you, one of your children. I am small and weak. I need your strength and wisdom. Let me walk in beauty and make my eyes ever behold the red and purple sunset. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that Catholics may place the celebration of the Eucharist at the heart of their lives, transforming human relationships in a very deep way and opening to the encounter with God and all their brothers and sisters. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Jesus, in a single sentence, you gave the apostles a master class on how to go about their mission and flourish in society. You said to them, Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents 
and simple as doves. What a fascinating and at the same time puzzling recipe. Shrewd and simple. In the first place, shrewd as serpents. We think immediately of the virtue of prudence. That is, the ability to assess a situation accurately and to determine how to act. As one writer put it, the prudent person is the one who constructs the whole of his or her life in accordance with the voice of a well-formed conscience and the demands of sound morals. Well, Lord, the type of shrewdness you want for us requires formation. After all, we want to live our lives in a way that is pleasing to you. And that means attuning our intellects and wills to the demands of your holiness. We need a well-formed conscience. We need to know what the demands of sound morals are. Prudence has three moments or acts. To seek counsel, to judge rightly, and to decide. In the first place, asking for advice. This takes humility. How easy it is to think that we don't need anyone's input. What a shame to forego learning from another's experience. Someone was telling recently about his younger sister, who started working for a large corporation, and one day spoke with a woman who had been working there for 40 years, who was about to retire. The young one said to the veteran, may I buy you lunch? Certainly. And over lunch, the young one said, you've been here for 40 years. I'd be so grateful if you could give me the benefit of your experience, the things that I should work on, the things to avoid. The veteran looked at her and said, you know, in 40 years, you are the first person to ask me. Thank you for that. We need to ask for advice. Jesus, give me the gift of a healthy distrust of my judgment. Don't let me shut myself off from another's wisdom, simply because I have an exaggerated confidence in my own judgment. You may recall the quip that is attributed to Mark Twain. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. After seeking advice and informing ourselves, we need to judge rightly, prudently, especially when it comes to important decisions. Those must be made in God's presence. After all, the only thing that matters is to live our lives as God wants. This is especially important with respect to life-changing decisions. In those cases, we need to take time to reflect, to give our soul space. There are those who plunge head over heels into decisions and actions without proper reflection. That is not the shrewdness that you mean, Jesus. That is rashness. How often rashness leads to decisions that produce unfortunate and long-lasting results. The third act of prudence is execution. Once we decide on the action to take, we need to carry out the plan without delay, without dithering. St. Josemaria was a man of great prudence. In the early months of the Spanish Civil War, he was desperate to obtain a diplomatic visa in order to escape assassination. During those horrendous days of 1936 and 1937, the young priest prayed, 
and at the same time, acted with great decision. He asked someone who was able to move about freely to visit various embassies to obtain a visa. That person ran into one brick wall after another. St. Josemaria said to him, Look, they, those bureaucrats, they always say no to get rid of those who are a pain in the neck. But if they want to, they can fix it. After all, their job is to fix whatever is the most broken. Well, the person tried again, came back with another no, to which St. Josemaria said, I know that you are doing all that you can, and I am very grateful. But you need to do more than you can. Well, this way of acting brings to mind that advice of St. Augustine. Pray as though everything depended on God, and work as though everything depended on you. Lord, you also want us to be simple as doves. Knowing you, it is clear that you do not want us to be naive, excessively nice, easy to manipulate. St. Teresa of Avila, who was certainly shrewd as a serpent, points us in the right direction when she says, you must practice simplicity and humility, for these are the virtues that achieve everything. Simplicity as opposed to complication, inhibition, a lack of spontaneity, intoxication with complexity. Simplicity goes hand in hand with humility. It makes us forget ourselves. We show ourselves as we are without trying to make an impression. The path to simplicity lies in breaking the mirror, so to speak, not allowing our thoughts to revolve around ourselves, not wondering what people think of us. Even worse, giving free rein to our imagination, basking in delusions of grandeur, or on the contrary, gripped by the fear of being ridiculed. In the workplace, simplicity and humility will lead us to be open to input. Let's face it, we can always improve. A great question to ask ourselves, when my supervisor points out aspects of my work that can be improved, am I grateful and open to that input? Or on the contrary, do my lips start to quiver and do I become resentful? Jesus, thank you for this masterful guide to imitating you. Give us the grace to make you ever more present to those around us by teaching us how to be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin the liturgical day in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Kateri Tekakwitha, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins now as we join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. 
The Holy Virgin's praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King. Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The holy virgins praise their Lord and King, Come, let us join in their worship. Alleluia.
in your anger, do not punish me. Lord, in your anger, do not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, anger, do do not punish me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. O Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light has gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon abandon me, for for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. 
give us the fullness of your mercy. I confess confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. You have shown me how to live. You will fill me with joy in your presence. A reading from the first book of Kings. Nathan said to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah, son of Haggith, has become king without the knowledge of our Lord David? Come now, let me advise you, so that you may save your life and that of your son Solomon. Go, visit King David and say to him, Did you not, Lord King, swear to your handmaid, Your son Solomon shall be king after me and shall sit upon my throne? Why then has Adonijah become king? And while you are still there speaking to the king, I will come in after you and confirm what you have said. So Bathsheba visited the king in his room, while Abishag the Shunammite was attending him because of his advanced age. Bathsheba bowed in homage to the king, who said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, My lord, you swore to me, your handmaid by the Lord your God, that my son Solomon should reign after you and sit upon your throne. But now Adonijah has become king, and you, my lord king, do not know it. He has slaughtered oxen, fatlings, and sheep in great numbers. He has invited all the king's sons, Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the general of the army, but not your servant Solomon. Now, my lord king, all Israel is waiting for you to make known to them who is to sit on the throne after your royal majesty. If this is not done, when my lord the king sleeps with his fathers, I and my son Solomon will be considered criminals. While she was still speaking to the king, the prophet Nathan came in. When he had been announced, the prophet entered the king's presence and bowing to the floor, did him homage. Then Nathan said, Have you decided, my lord king, that Adonijah is to reign after you and sit on your throne? He went down today and slaughtered oxen, fatlings, and sheep in great numbers. He invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army, and Abiathar the priest, and they are eating and drinking in his company and saying, Long live king Adonijah! But me, your servant, he did not invite, nor Zadok the priest, nor Benaiah son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. Was this done by my royal master's order, without my being told, who was to succeed to your majesty's kingly throne? King David answered, Call Bathsheba here. When she re-entered the king's presence and stood before him, the king swore, As the Lord lives, who has delivered me from all distress, this very day I will fulfill the oath I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, that your son Solomon should reign after me and should sit upon my throne in my place. Bowing to the floor in homage to the king, Bathsheba said, May my Lord King David live forever. Then King David summoned Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada. When they entered the king's presence, he said to them, Take with you the royal attendants. Mount my son Solomon upon my own mule 
and escort him down to Gihon. There Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king of Israel. And you shall blow the horn and cry, Long live King Solomon! When you come back in his train, he is to go in and sit upon my throne and reign in my place. I designate him ruler of Israel and of Judah. David rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. The length of David's reign over Israel was forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and thirty-three years in Jerusalem. Solomon was seated on the throne of his father David, with his sovereignty firmly established. The Word of the Lord Daughters of Jerusalem, come forth and see King Solomon, wearing the crown with which his mother crowned him. On his day of joy, his wedding day. Endow the king with your justice, O God. May he govern the poor with justice. On his day of joy, his wedding day. From a sermon on the dress of virgins by St. Cyprian, bishop and martyr. Now I wish to address the order of virgins. Because their way of life is more exalted, our concern for them must be greater. If we compare the church to a tree, then they are its blossom. Virgins show forth the beauty of God's grace. They are the image of God that reflects the holiness of the Lord. They are more illustrious members of Christ's flock. They are the glory of Mother Church and manifest her fruitfulness. The more numerous her virgins are, the greater is her joy. To these virgins, then, I speak and address my exhortation, out of love rather than any sense of authority. And I do this without claiming the right to censure them, for I am among the last and the least and fully aware of my lowliness. I do it rather because the more anxious and concerned I am about them, the more I fear the devil's attack. For it is no idle concern nor vain fear that takes thought of the path of salvation and keeps the Lord's life-giving commandments. They have dedicated themselves to Christ and, renouncing the pleasures of the flesh, have consecrated themselves body and soul to God in order to finish a task that is destined to win a great prize. They should not strive to adorn themselves or give pleasure to anyone but the Lord, from whom they hope to receive the reward for their chastity. Virgins, persevere in the way of life you have begun. Persevere in what you are to be. For you will receive a glorious prize for your virtue, a most excellent reward for your chastity. You have already begun to be now what we shall all be in the future. You already possess, here in this world, the glory of the resurrection. You pass through this world without the world's infection. If you persevere in chastity and virginity, you are equal to God's angels. Only keep your profession of virginity strong and inviolate. You began your way of life courageously. Now persevere without faltering. Seek right conduct as your adornment, not jewelry or attractive clothing. Listen to the voice of the Apostle Paul, God's chosen vessel, sent to announce the commands of heaven. Paul said, The first man was made of the dust of the earth 
the second is from heaven. Those who are made from earth are like him who was on earth. Those who are of heaven are like him who is from heaven. As we have borne the image of the man who is of the earth, so let us bear the image of the man who is from heaven. This image is shown forth in virginity, purity, holiness, and truth. The thoughts of the virgin are always upon God. Her desire desire is is to to be be holy, both both in body and soul. The God of my heart is my portion forever. Her Her desire desire is to to be holy, both in body and soul. O God, who desired the Virgin, St. Kateri Tekakwitha, to flower among Native Americans in a life of innocence, grant, through her intercession, that when all are gathered in your church from every nation, tribe, and tongue, they may magnify you in a single canticle of praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. More preparation for the mission trip that's coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, July 14th, 2023, the Memorial of St. Kateri Tekakwitha. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives much more detailed instructions to His disciples as He gets ready to send them out on their mission trip. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Behold... I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear testimony before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you up, Do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver up brother to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. There is a vast difference between the virtue of prudence and just making excuses for not doing something. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. (music) 
Prudence would not be true prudence if, having given due consideration to the facts, it chose the cowardly way of not making a decision that involved risk or caused us to avoid facing up squarely to a problem. The attitude of the person who allows himself to be led by human respect in the apostolate and lets opportunities slip while he waits for other opportunities that may never arise is not a prudent attitude. St. Paul calls this false virtue prudence of the flesh. It is a false virtue that asks for more reasons and considerations before giving God what he asks of us personally. It is what causes us to worry excessively about the future and gives us a reason for not being generous here and now. It is what always makes us find some excuse for not deciding to commit ourselves fully. Prudence means not shunning the boldness of giving oneself and daring to become involved in God's work. It is not the ability to find lukewarm compromises or to justify a remiss and negligent attitude by giving it the name of some acceptable theory. That is not how the apostles went about things. Despite their weaknesses and at times their fear, they constantly sought the quickest way of spreading the Master's teaching, even though those ways sometimes led them into plenty of trouble and caused them countless tribulations and even martyrdom. Following our Lord means living a life of small and great acts of madness, as is always the case where true love is concerned. When our Lord asks more of us, and he always asks for more, we cannot draw back with a false prudence, the prudence of the world. We must not be swayed by the judgment of those who do not feel themselves called and who see everything through merely human eyes and sometimes with eyes that are not even human because they have what is no more than an earthly outlook, an outlook that prevents them ever getting off the ground. No man and no woman would ever have given themselves to God or ever have initiated any supernatural undertaking if they had followed that prudence of the flesh. They would always have found more or less convincing reasons for refusing to proceed or for deferring their response till a more convenient time, which often boils down to the same thing. It was said of Jesus, He is beside himself. It seems that the most elementary precautions would have enabled him to escape death. Just a few formulae would have been sufficient to mitigate the rigor of his teaching and for him to arrive at a compromise with the Pharisees. He could have presented in some other way his teaching on the Eucharist in the synagogue at Capernaum, where many left him. Just a few words would have been sufficient for him, who was eternal wisdom, to obtain his freedom at Pilate's hands. Jesus was not prudent according to the world, but he was more prudent than serpents, than men, or than his enemies. His was a different type of prudence. This has to be our type of prudence, even if because we imitate him, men may sometimes call us mad and imprudent. Supernatural prudence shows us at each moment the quickest and most direct way to reach Christ, bringing with us many friends, relatives, and colleagues. Do you want to be daring in a holy way so that God may act through you? Have recourse to Mary and she will accompany you along the path of humility so that, when faced by what to the human mind is impossible, 
you may be able to answer with a resounding fiat, be it done, which unites the earth to heaven. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We continue praying with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, As it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. 
a humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exalt in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. 
you are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. O oh, oh, praise, praise the, the Lord, Lord Jerusalem. Jerusalem! A reading from the Song of Songs Deep waters cannot quench love, nor floods sweep it away. Were one to offer all he owns to purchase love, he would be roundly mocked. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My heart is ever pleading, show me your face. My My heart heart is is ever ever pleading, pleading, show me your face. I long to gaze upon you, Lord. Show Show me me your face. face. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My My heart heart is ever pleading, show me your face. Now this wise virgin has gone to Christ. Among the choirs of virgins, she is radiant as the sun in the heavens. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Now this wise virgin has gone to Christ. Among the choirs of virgins, she is radiant as the sun in the heavens. Christ is the spouse and crowning glory of virgins. Let us praise him with joy in our voices and pray to him with sincerity in our hearts. Jesus, crown of virgins, hear us. Christ, the holy virgins loved you as their one true spouse. Grant that nothing may separate us from your love. Jesus, crown of virgins, hear us. You crowned Mary, your mother, queen of virgins. Through her intercession, let us continually serve you with pure hearts. Jesus, crown of virgins, hear us. 
Your handmaids were always careful to love you with whole and undivided attention, that they might be holy in body and spirit. Through their intercession, grant that the lore of this passing world may not distract our attention from you. Jesus, Jesus, crown crown of virgins, hear us. Lord Jesus, you are the spouse whose coming was anticipated by the wise virgins. Grant that we may wait for you in hope and expectation. Jesus, crown of virgins, hear us. Through the intercession of the saint and virgin we commemorate today, who is one of the wise and prudent virgins, grant us wisdom and innocence of life. Jesus, crown of virgins, hear us. We pattern our prayer on the prayer of Christ our Lord and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. O God, who desired the Virgin Blessed Kateri Takakawitha to flower among Native Americans in the life of innocence, grant through her intercession that when all are gathered into your church from every nation, tribe, and tongue, they may magnify you in a single canticle of praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Make today a wonderful celebration of the first Native American saint, Kateri Tekakwitha, the Lily of the Mohawks, beatified in 1980, canonized in 2012. Morning Air with John and Glenn in just a few minutes, Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning, and the other Patrick, Patrick Conley, with The Inner Life later yet. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.